chapter number six, verse number 38. If you're there, say amen. The Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting description. Can I, can I say something to you physically that don't make sense? How do you shake something down and then it runs over? <laughs> you got to go in one direction, now it's coming out the other direction. Well, how many glad that God does things we can't understand, but we sure are grateful for him. <laughs> He's so good that you can't even explain it. You try and everybody looks at you like, what are you talking about? I, I don't understand that. Me neither, but I, I live it, amen? And I'm grateful for it. Uh, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Let's pray. to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for tonight. We thank you, Lord, just for your spirit being here tonight. Lord, we, Lord, we, we could thank you for the atmosphere, but Lord, it's a pr product of your spirit being here tonight, Lord. And where the spirit of God is, there is liberty, Lord. And we're so thankful tonight, Lord, that, Lord, we've, as we're learning, Lord, that you love us, Individually, Lord, you, you know who we are, Lord, you know what we're made of. We don't surprise you or shock you anymore. Lord, you know exactly what we are, and yet, Lord, you still love us. And Lord, we've heard it testified tonight, Lord, that there is, there's real experience, Lord, and real knowledge of your love tonight. Lord, we're seeing your work, we're seeing your move. Lord, there's much to be grateful for tonight, Lord. And I'm thankful, Lord, that salvation, Lord, and the truth of the Bible doesn't change with the generations. And what a privilege it is, God, to preach the same gospel and the same salvation that was preached years ago to an upcoming generation. Well, Father, help us tonight, Lord, just to sit back and rejoice in the goodness of God tonight, Lord. Be grateful, Lord, for our salvation. Be grateful for the scriptures. Be grateful for the spirit of God tonight, Lord, because without you, none of this makes sense. None of this, none of this works. None of this is worth it. But, Lord, with you, Lord, it sure is a whole lot better. We pray, Lord, tonight, Lord, you'd work on our hearts. Lord, I pray, Lord, you'd hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, get me out of myself, Lord, fill me with the spirit of God. Lord, make preaching clear and concise tonight, Lord, and make it personal and applicable to each person tonight, Lord. Give us ears to hear and a heart to understand tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. One of the dangers of grabbing one verse out of your Bible is that it's easy or it can be easy to take it and, and twist it and turn it. And the golden rule when it comes to your Bible is that you always interpret Scripture with Scripture. In essence, you can't pull one, we don't have the right to pull out one verse and say, I'm going to build my doctrine off of this. Our doctrine needs to line up with the entirety of the Scripture tonight. In essence, tonight, the Bible does not contradict itself. The Bible does not disagree with itself. The Bible is always true tonight. And so if you take your one verse and it goes against the Bible, you're either reading it wrong or you're misinformed tonight. You need to take it and put it in the context of the Scripture. Well, tonight, I'm not going to take out any doctrinal statements tonight, but what I'm going to give you is something the Lord kind of showed me and helped me to understand just literally a few minutes ago, getting this together, and something I've been pondering on and, and thinking, Lord, how, how can I express that, Lord? What's a great way to, to help me understand? And all I can do tonight is help you with the illustration that the Lord's put on my mind tonight. Now, we see right here in verse number 38, the first word is what? Give. 
It is Faith Promise Missions Month. It is, a, it, is, it is where we pray and ask God, Lord, what do you want me to give? And Lord, how much do you want me to give? And how often do you want me to give? And, and Lord, how much can I trust you with or for tonight? And that's how we support our missionaries. It's separate from our tithes and our separate from our offerings. This is a specific that goes directly towards our mission program. This does not go to pay any bills at the church. It doesn't go to pay my salary. It goes directly 100% of it, all of it to the missionary. And, and we have it set up that way because a lot of the times if it wasn't that case and we got on hard times, the missionaries would be the first people to be cut. And so we do it separately tonight, but there's this, that word there is give. And then we talked about go this morning. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. Right? And we, we, we dealt with the go and tonight we have the word give. And I was praying and asking the Lord, all right, Lord, you know, it's church time in just a few minutes, Lord, and, and I, I want to feed them, Lord, and I'm going to need you to feed me first and just show me, Lord. And how many are glad that he's faithful tonight? How many are glad that, that he is faithful to, to give us that what we need? And, and we're right in the middle of football season. I, I'm, I love sports. There's, there's really not a sport that I, I don't enjoy watching. I'm one of those people, I can sit down and watch golf. Now, I'm not going to stay awake, but I can sit down and watch it. Right, and, and I, I'll be interested until I fall asleep. And it's not so much the golf that is boring. I'm just one of those, if I sit still too long, I'm in the land of nod quickly. But I grew up playing sports. I, I enjoy, I get sports metaphors. I think me and Paul would have got, got together, uh, got well, or got to, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, got along together. There we go. Got along together well. He used sports metaphors in, in, in his rides. And, it, you know, it talks about fighting the air. And it talks about running a race. And, and, and I would have to agree with Paul. I just ain't going to run it with nobody. Amen. That's, that's, running's not, that's, that's not my thing. Amen. I was not built for speed. I was not built for agility. And uh, I remember I was a young, I was in fifth grade, I was playing uh, recreational football and they made me the quarterback. And my dad said, your coach has done something wrong. I said, why that? He said, Wagners don't play quarterback. We play linemen and we play linebacker. I said, well, dad, I'm quarterback. And so he came to the next practice and asked the coach, was he sure that he got the right player? The coach said, have you seen your son's arm? He can go farther than anybody else on the team. And like, it blew my dad's mind because Wagners don't play quarterback. How many touchdowns did you pass for that year, preacher? One. <laughs> I threw one touchdown pass. Got sacked 900 times. But I enjoy sports and, and, and faith promise. And he said, preacher, how in the world are you going to give me a minute tonight? Amen. So we've got go. We are to go. And then we are here commanded to give. Now, if you've ever played basketball, there's a little play in basketball. It's called the give and go. And what that is, is you start with the ball, you give it to one of your other teammates, and you go, and they give it back to you, and then you take it to the basket. It's called the give and go. They have it in basketball. They have it in soccer. It's, it's, it's well known. We understand it. It's a, it's a give and a go. Right? It, it is to have both of those aspects. You can't cut one of those out and have the give and go. Either if you cut one out, you'll just have go or you'll just have give. Now, in football, there's a play called an RPO. Right? That, that, is a, that is an acronym for a run pass option. And that is when the quarterback has the ball, it's hiked to them. And if they're playing, if they're running an RPO, he has the option to either run the ball or pass the ball. 
but he cannot do both. Right? He has to pick one, I'm going to run, or I'm going to pass. And if he makes no decision, that's where he finds himself, like I did so many times, laying on my back behind the line of scrimmage with six people on top of me. But I think a lot of the times, right, we have to ask ourselves as a Christian, am I playing the give and go or am I playing the run pass option? And the reality is tonight, and a lot of the times, and I've even heard it preached and taught that, that when it comes to mission, either you're a giver or you're a goer, that you can't be both. And tonight, I'm going to have to disagree with that statement. Now, you may not go around the world, and you may not go to a foreign country, but you can't exclude yourself from the command to go ye therefore, well, because I'm a giver. Because God doesn't play the run-pass option. God doesn't say it's either one or the other. Matter of fact, I think God plays the give and go. Or he expects you and I to play the give and go. See, most Christians think it's either you go or you give, but not both. And here's some issues that I have with that tonight. The first one is Jesus did not set the model for either or. Prove it, preacher. Well, he came to us, right? He left the portals of glory and came to earth. That sounds like a go. What did he do on the cross of Calvary? He died to pay or send that. He gave himself. Well, what is that? That sounds like a give and a go. Right? It sounds, Jesus didn't say, well, either I'm going to go or I'm going to give, but not both. And so we know tonight that Jesus is the absolute perfect model. And so if he modeled to us the give and also the go, and that is, that is to be our model tonight, then we ought to follow that model. Well, I don't know about the preacher. We'll look at verse number 40. The disciple is not above the master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his what? Master. Well, tonight, if you and I are the servant, then who's the master? Well, God is tonight, right? And if God models the give in the go, in the perfect the perfect disciple tonight, not the one that doesn't make any mistakes, but the mature disciple, disciple, disciple tonight. That's a new word, amen? That's what I, I'm a disciple preacher. <laughs> oh. But if you and I are to be that mature disciple tonight, and we're to be as the master, that means we're to follow his model. And if he doesn't model an either or, but a give and a go, then we too ought to model a give and a go in our life. Now, this morning we dealt with the go. Right? Go ye therefore. Don't let these things hinder you. Don't let these things stop you. Right? And, and, I, and it's amazing to me because early on in my Christian life, I thought, man, I'll never be a missionary. Lord will never. I, I mean, it, it appealed to me. It's interesting to me. But the reality is, we got to realize that word missionary, that term missionary tonight is a term that we came up with, right? That man came up with. And what we see here tonight, what we realize is that we say, well, I, I can't go, so I have to give. Well, the reality is we're all called to go. It is, it, your, your field might be a different field than the person who's called to a foreign country. One of these flags that are on the wall tonight. 
But the excuse, well, and I've even heard it said this, this way, you better give so God don't call you to go. And like, at the front, I'm like, man, oh man. <laughs> Babe, we, we cleaned out the bank account. Because I love, I love being an American. I love living in America. I love the freedoms that we have. And I, I don't want God to call me to go, so I better give. God didn't set that model. And so man came up with God said, hey, you're to give and you're to go. Not only is it modeled to us through the Lord Jesus Christ, he came to us, he, he had a go and there was a gave. He gave his life for us on the cross of Calvary. But not only do we see that we are to model after him according to verse number 40 tonight, but notice this, we're commanded to do both. We're commanded to do both, right? Verse number 38, what's the first word? Give. Let me ask you, is that a suggestion? Is that a, well, if it works for you, is that an opinion? It's a command. Give. Preacher, you can't have one word command. Oh, yes, you can. Your child's walking out in the middle of the road. Are you going to holler 18,000 words at them or are you going to holler out stop? That's a command. That's an instruction. Right here, we are given the command to give. Well, if you go back to Mark 16, 15, Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore, that's not a suggestion, that's a command. That is an instruction tonight. And so here, Christ, if your Bible is written in red, both those commands are given to us directly from the Lord Jesus Christ that we are to give and to go. And this morning, we dealt with the go, and tonight, we'll look shortly at this thought of giving. Preacher, what am I to give? Look, uh, let me ask you, now, are you, are you being obedient to both giving and going? Oh, preacher, I give so I don't have to go. Take that mentality, crumple it up, throw it in the trash can somewhere and say, God, help me to give and go. Help me to give and go to the people that you want me to reach. So let me ask you, are you being obedient in both your giving and your going? Well, preacher, what can I give? Well, I'm so glad you asked tonight. Now, we're gonna work our way down to the one that everybody expects us to deal with tonight. You've probably already heard these phrases before. It's nothing new. I'm not preaching anything new to you tonight. I'm not bringing out anything, really think anything profound per se tonight. But what are some things? Well, you can give God your time, right? Oh, preacher, I don't have no free time. God ain't asking you for free time. God's asking you for your time. <laughs> Listen, tonight, if you tithe, let me ask you, you tithing off free money? Preacher, I'm tithing off my extra money. Well, then you're not doing it right. Right, it's the tithe off of your increase, what is coming into your life tonight. That's the biblical instruction tonight. But you can, you can what, what about my time? And, and so many of us tonight are trying to build a full-time relationship with God when all we're giving him is our free time. And the reality is we don't even give him that. Right, we, we shortchange him on, wow, preacher, I don't have no free time. I don't have no free time. And the reality is, I, I thought that about myself, I, I'm just so busy. And no doubt we all probably live busy lives tonight. But if all we're saying, all right, Lord, I only give you the time that, 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 that I don't have anything else to do, you'll be amazed by how busier you become. Right? <laughs> Satan doesn't have to get you out into the bars and out into the drugs and out into alcohol and out into the uh, 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 pornography and all those different kind of things not to get you away from God. He just got to get you busy. Too busy for God. Let me ask you, when's the last time you on purpose set some time apart for God? We understand Jesus set the model while it was 
Yet before day, he went into a quiet place to pray. I'd encourage you that before your day starts, get in the habit of giving time to God. It's amazing how much better your days will go. I'm not saying when you read your Bible and you pray that, you know, there's going to be a $500,000 check in your mailbox. But you'll have what you need for the day. Your, your, your tongue may not slip. Your attitude may be right. And, and you may be able to process and think about what you're going through because you started your day off right. They say that uh, when it comes to eating and, and, and all of that, the, that when you, the first thing you do in the morning, is you, if you eat the first thing in the morning, it boosts your metabolism. It gets it into gear. And I was talking, I think I was talking with Evan the other day. He said, he said I, I don't get it. He said, if I don't eat anything, I'm not hungry at work. He said, but if I eat breakfast in the morning by 11 o'clock, I'm starving. I said, well, it's because you got your metabolism started. And your body's burning that kind of thing. And, and, and you'll be hungry that way. And the reality is when we start our day with God, we'll find ourselves hungry and thirsting after him. Because what we get in the time that we give to him, we realize, man, that is good. I want some more of that. Give me some more of it. What can I give? Your time. What about your talent? What about your talent? You got to realize tonight that everything you have is from God. We like to think about that's just my material things, that's just my, my, my possessions, that's just my money, that's just this and the other. But really, everything you have is given to you by God. Right? We like to, you know, I'm a talent at this. It's amazing how, how there's things in our life that some people are really good at and then some people are really bad at. And, but what they're really good at, then they're really bad at. Right? There's some things in my life I didn't know I was good at until I tried it. Well, I didn't know that I could be, you know, moderately successful at it until I tried it. And we realize tonight, and here's, here's the danger, right? We will begin to think that we are the source of our talent. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look what all these kind of things. And instead of honoring God with it, right, we begin to promote ourselves with it. And it, it's our talent. It, it's, it's merely given to us by God tonight, it's one of those, you know, I grew up watching sports and all that kind of stuff, and, and, you know, they'll win the championship, and they'll say, I want to thank God for this, right? But the reality is, you know, it's almost like they just said that because somebody else said that, and somebody else said that, and then they said that, and it's held on that way. But giving your talent to God and saying, Lord, I want to do this for you. I'm not expecting a paycheck. I'm not expecting reimbursement. I'm not expecting praise. I'm not expecting applause. Lord, I'm giving my talent to you. Right, it's the same thing when it, when it comes to preaching. I, I remember hearing preachers say that if you're not willing to preach at nursing homes and at jails and at rescue missions, then you have no position or no need to be behind the pulpit. So preach, that's, that's a hard statement tonight, but really it's a true thing. In essence tonight, God did not put me here because I'm talented, right? There's a time in my life where I just said, Lord, everything I have is yours. Lord, however you want to use my life, I'm down with it. Or whatever you want with my life, I'm willing to do that. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, whoever you want me to do it for, Lord, I'm willing to do that. And can I say tonight, it's by the grace of God that I'm here tonight. But man, the Lord put something in me. And, and, and it had to have been the Lord that no matter if I'm doing it for him, it's he, if, I'm, if I'm being where, where in the public eye per se, right, I want to bring glory to him. 
whether it's preaching behind a pulpit, whether it's, it, it's just hanging out with people, whether it, whatever it, it may be tonight, I, the Bible says whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Right, he doesn't, he doesn't say, well, only in church or, or only behind the pulpit or only in the choir loft. Or, and the, he says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. In essence, take your talent and use it to glorify God with it. What can I give? I can give my time. I can give my talent. And lastly, I can give my treasure. My treasure. And, you know, some people say, well, preacher, my money is not my treasure. Well, then give it to me. Give me all of it. Well, no, 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 preacher. I, no. It's one of those, yeah. <laughs> I love my Bible because my Bible shoots a lot of good ideas down. A lot of, a lot of uh, good logic. It, it deals with it tonight. The Bible says, where, where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. The reality is tonight we've got to realize that what we possess, right, really it's not ours. My talent's not mine, my time's not mine, nor is my treasure mine. Now, I preach, I worked hard for I earned it. Well, praise the Lord. You know, thank God that you had the ability to do so. And it kind of, you know, and I was thinking about this too this week. You know, a lot of times men, we like to think, well, preacher, I, I went and I worked my job and I did my part. Well, according to the Bible, you earned dinner. Right, you earn dinner by working and providing for your family. The Bible said a man who doesn't provide for his own not to eat. He's worse, and he's also worse than an infidel. Right, so that, that's that's remarkable. But it's so much more than that, right? But I want I want to be the Christian, right? That that it is known that my treasure ain't mine; it's God's, right? I just want to be a vessel as it comes in, right? It goes back to where the Lord wants it to be. Now I'm not saying you got to go and and sell everything and and all that kind of stuff. But you have that, well, if the Lord wants it, it's his. If he tells me, hey, do this, then I'm going to do that. If he puts it in my heart to give to them, then I'm going to do that. I'm not going to step back and say, no, Lord, you don't know what to do with my treasure. It's my treasure. Let me do with it. So we see, what can I give? Well, you can give your time, you can give your talent, and you can give your treasure. Which leads us to the next question, why should I give? Why should I give? to faith promise? Why should I give to the missions program? Why should I give to the church? Why should I give to them? Why should I give? Well, the answer's right there in verse number 38. In essence, you can't unlock the rest of verse number 38 until you fulfill the first word, give. It says give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Brother Ricky Maton said it not too long ago, and I agree with it. You can't outgive God. You can't do that. You, you can try. <laughs> and you'll, it'll he'll bless your socks off for trying, amen. But the only way to unlock this second part of the verse is, is to fulfill the first part, to give, right? It's the key that unlocks the door, but not just unlocks the door, it under, we understand what's behind the door, a whole lot of blessings. So much so the Bible says it's good measure. Let me give you what the Greek's saying right there. How many have ever gone to a buffet or gone to a cafeteria and that lady takes that scoop and she scoops it down to that macaroni cheese Right, and she pulls that thing up and somehow she has turned one scoop into three. And that macaroni and cheese, I mean, it's like the pyramids. It's, on top, it's so much on there. And you're saying, yes, Lord. <laughs> Plop that thing down on my styrofoam plate. I'm blessed and highly favored. 
going to, going to shouting right there in the buffet. Right? That's what good measure is. It is more than you ask for. Then you go back the next week and you got somebody else working back there who takes their job too serious. And they, they, they take that scoop and it's heaping on there and then they pull out that butter knife and they scrape across it back into there and they give you one scoop and you want to say, can I talk to a manager, please? And they say, I am the manager. And you're like, oh, well, that makes sense then. <laughs> makes sense then. That could make, it's, it's heaping, it's, it's, it's more than you could ask for, but then at the same time, it's pressed down. In essence, <laughs> how many of y'all ever tried to pack something back into something that doesn't go back in the way that it came out? Like an air mattress, a sleeping bag. And you try to roll it all up, and you try to make it real nice and pretty, and you go there and it's oblong, don't fit in there. What do you what do you resort to? You start shoving that thing in there. And then you're all, I just gotta get it in there so that drawstring can close on it, and I can throw it back in the shed. Right? God says when you give, what you are locking is something that is heaping over the spoonful. And in essence, God's trying to get as much of it as he can. He's pressing it down in there. And what's the Bible say after that? And shaking together. Well, how many of y'all have ever dealt with flour? Not flowers, but flour, F-L-O-U-R. Man, that stuff gets everywhere. <laughs> but boy, you mix it with the right ingredients. Well, you can make some wonderful things with it. <laughs> but you get that flour. We've got flour at the house. We've got a big glass jar that we keep it in. And we, we pour it in there. And the bags that we buy, a whole bag can fit in there. But you've got to do a little bit of shaking to get that flour to settle together and, and, and to it decrease in its size. And you can get a whole lot more in there. The Bible says that when we begin to give what God is preparing for us, it's, it's more than a heapful. It's like he's shoving it down in there. Then he's shaking it, get everything he can in there. Then what's the last point? And then it's running over. <laughs> God said, I was trying to get it. I can't. It's more, I, I've shook it and I've pressed it down. It's heaping over and now it's running over. We see here tonight what unlocks that, you and I giving. Giving. Now, I'm not going to go and say that when you give, and I remember hearing a man say that, well, I tithe because I know God's going to give me tenfold back the money. Can I say that some of the blessings God has given me, you can't put a dollar value on? You can't put a dollar value on. You can't put a dollar value on your children coming to you asking to be saved by the grace of God. You can't put a dollar value on God's peace in the midst of a storm. You can't put a dollar value on joy when everything's falling apart. You can't put a dollar value when you can go to bed at night saying, whether I die, whether I wake, it's okay because I know where I'm heading tonight. You can't put a dollar value on that. Salvation's a perfect example of this. God, we understand that salvation, boy, we got a whole lot more than we deserve tonight. And it's as if God's shoving more down into us. Than, Lord, I didn't know that to start with. Lord, there's just more and more. And then he shakes it and he finds out he still got more. And then all of a sudden it comes right You can't put a dollar sign on that. <laughs> but we see tonight that that wonderful blessing that will be given unto your bosom starts when you give. When you give God your time. When you give God your talent. When you give God your treasure. You're taking a key and you're unlocking a door into the blessings of God. 
I got to thinking about this. I was thinking about what we give as a family towards Faith Promise Missions, and I began to calculate it in the year, and I, I got the number. And I was just looking back over our calendar year of things that God has given to us. And these are just material things. These are things that God has allowed to come into our life from the hands of other people. And can I say that? I thank God for the church. And I thank God for God's people. Like I told my son the other night, you cannot beat God's people. But I got to think about all the things that God has given us this year, whether through gifts or, or whether you know, from slick handshakes and all that kind of stuff. Listen, it's been a blessing. But I got to calculate it up just in the, the material things that God has given us this year. I got to think about what we give and do it a quick arithmetic. And I got to think, man, what, what we gave in faith promises here, God's already given back to us. He's already given back to us. And we didn't go out of the mailbox and, and all of a sudden there was a check for the exact amount. Now God could do that if he wants to. But when you begin to take notice of the things that God has given you, you'll begin to realize, yeah, he wasn't lying when he said it's pressed down. It's shaken together. It's good measure. It's running over. But can I say tonight what he's given me far more spiritually in that sense, what he's given me as far as peace and joy, boy, he's way out giving me tonight. He's way out giving me. And here's what it does. It makes me say, all right, Lord. I think I can give a little bit more. Because, Lord, when I gave you that much, man, Lord, you blessed my socks off. Why not give a little bit more? Why not see how, how much God can outgive you tonight? But we see the give in the go. It's not a, it's not a run-pass option, right? It's not a, well, I'm either going to give or I'm either going to go. It is, Lord, as I'm going, help me to give. Because that's what Christ modeled to us, and that's what we're instructed to do. But then on top of that, see, God could instruct us and tell us to do these things, and him being God, say, I don't have to reward you. I don't have to bless you. I don't have to do these things for you. But yet, here he goes, listen, if you, if you give, you give me your time, and you give me your talent, and you give me your treasure, God said, I've got some blessings that you can't contain. But it all hinges on that little four-letter word there in verse number 38. Are you willing to give? What can I give? You can give your time, your talent, your treasure. And why should I give? Well, verse number 38 tells us God has some extremely wonderful blessings for us. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. God said give, and it'll be given back to you more than you could ever dream tonight. So I encourage you tonight, don't put the run-pass option in your playbook, but say, I'm going to be a give-and-go Christian because that's what God desires out of my life. Let's pray to heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you.